Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. I'm your host, Flex Shane. You can follow me on Twitter at the Flex Network One today. I'm joined, of course, by Brandon Adam. You can follow him on Twitter at Brandon D Adam19. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a good one for you today. We're doing part two of the perfect fantasy football draft in 2022. Last week, we did rounds one to four. Let Brandon push the line whenever he could, but that's okay. We'd like you for it, Brandon, your perpetual line pusher. Today, we're going to be doing rounds five to eight, and then honorable mentions. Guys, you should probably target a little bit later in your draft. So, Brandon, let's get going. Let's not bury the lead. Who is yep. your perfect player to draft in round five of 2022 fantasy football drafts? Okay, before we do that, I'm going to give you a review of my perfect lineup. Um, so I got Justin Jefferson round one. I got DeAndre Swift round two. T. Higgins round three. From And then, so you call me perpetual line pusher for a reason. Um, so I had uh, Bateman as my round four. We talked about Bateman. So I kind of pushed him up in that grouping around four, but he should be round five. And I had Brees as my round round four pickup. So I didn't, I couldn't decide between which one I should put it for round four. So because both of them kind of have a close ADP. So I had Brees round four and then Bateman's round five for me. So Bateman is my round five pick, but I have a grouping of also uh, for round five. I have Kyler, Amon Ra, Lamar, and Bateman. Those are the guys that I'm looking at in that round. See, ladies and gentlemen, we asked for one damn player. He just gave you four. You just gave you four. Hey, who's one? I gave you a, a grouping. You have one pick. Who are you taking? Are you taking Bateman? Uh, it's Bateman. Count. You, already took, you already took him around four. He was your round four pick. Who's your round five pick? It's, I know who it is. It's got to be Kyler, right? It's Kyler. <laughs> it's Kyler. It's Kyler. It's Kyler. Unless I'm doing a Bateman lineup, then I'll do Lamar because I want that stack. So it's either Kyler or Lamar, but I'll take Kyler because I'm a Kyler is just close to my heart and he's in the news lately. So it's always good to have him in the news. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. He finally got paid. He got a five year deal. He, his annual average salary for the extension was what? Number two behind Aaron Rodgers in terms of annual yeah. average salary. Didn't get the yeah. full guarantees. It was, I think, around 100 million guaranteed. But 160 million guaranteed. It was 160 million guaranteed. Okay. So I'm. <laughs> That's not something to shake a stick at. Now, obviously, you didn't mm. get the full guarantees like Deshaun Watson did, but I think it was unrealistic to expect that. And a player like Kyler Murray, the way that he plays, you know, he's a smaller stature guy. He puts his body at risk. We've seen it the last couple of seasons where he just starts a fantasy football season and absolute fire. Then, mm. honestly, fizzles out just because of injuries. It happens. But the Cardinals are obviously bullish on him. They gave him the extension. So no holdouts, none of that garbage. He's going to be there. He's going to be the leader of the team. He's got Marquise Brown, Hollywood mm-hmm. Brown stepping in mm-hmm. for DeAndre Hopkins. Will DeAndre Hopkins uh, serves the suspension? I like him, man. I'm warming more up on more warming up more and more on Kyler. I actually took Kyler at 1.5 overall in the Scott Fishbowl, as you know, and uh, you know I got some criticism. Take him over Lamar, but <laughs> Kyler Murray, man. We talk about what's going to win you a fantasy football league. Okay. Yes, obviously players need to stay healthy. And you could argue, well, one player is going to stay healthy more likely than the other player, right? But when you look at that unique combination, and I'm, I'm totally stealing your thunder here, Brent. I'm sorry. But when you look at that unique You're combination fine. of passing proficiency, 
He's one of the most efficient pass passers in the league right now, today. Coupled with that insane rushing upside, he's got mm-hmm. the wiggle wiggle, baby. And he got it's paid. So he's much. and he got paid. So I think he's gonna be more likely to run now that he's not gonna be trying to get a contract. And I think that does come in pro athletes' minds sometimes when you're dealing with hundreds of millions of dollars and you know, when you have his stature, I'm not going to lie. He is a smaller guy. Like, yeah. you know, he is thick, but he is small. So, and when you're running a four, three and somebody else is running a four, four that outweighs you by 50 pounds, you're going to lose that, you know, you're going to yeah. end up losing that. And it's just what it is, but the risk is there with Kyler, but the upside it's, it's so tantalizing. It's so mm-hmm. incredible to, to look. His deep ball throwing is the best in the league by the stats. I don't care what anybody says. It's the truth. Um, and he did it without DeAndre Hopkins last year for a majority of the year. Like, he really did. Mm-hmm. And and the funny thing is, is now he got himself his best, the best wide receiver that's ever he's ever produced at mm-hmm. Oklahoma. When he was at Oklahoma, it was Marquise Hollywood Brown. And you, as far and Hollywood Brown is looking to get paid, he wants yes. to get paid. So what is that? What what does that mean? He is gonna be telling his boy, send it deep and send it to me. I'm gonna go get it for you. And that is why Hollywood Brown is in that offense now. It's gonna help pull away some people from DeAndre Hopkins when he's back. Um, Zach Ertz is another. We won't. He won't be in our draft here, but Zach Ertz is the mm-hmm. best stack for Kyler Murray bar none by value. And that will Ertz has top three to four upside right now. And you can get them as the freaking tight end nine, you know, like yeah. tight end eight. And that is just incredible value. I'm all in on Kyler. I love Kyler. A tough schedule for sure, but that means he's just going to have to play even better and raise, raise his ability. And I think just, you know, he, he had a young coach as well. So, they're all learning together kind of on the fly. And I think this year will be a much better year for them. I think they do make the playoffs and we'll see if he gets his first playoff win. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big Cardinals guy. I, I, I like that offense. I like everything about it. Um, it's it's going to be a great offense. And Kyler is going to be the reason why, because he is just spectacular. Yeah. I mean, I like, I, like, I love Kyler Murray. I have Jalen Hurts ranked ahead of him, but they're in the same tier for me. So honestly, flip a coin. I'm happy with both those players. And honestly, in terms of like just security, Kyler Murray is probably more likely. He's far more secure. You know, at the end of the season, mm. he's going to be the starter. Jalen Hurts, if he has an absolute crap start to the season, maybe he won't be. But that's a discussion for another day. Love the Kyler Murray pick. Sorry, Mike. You're not on here to defend yeah. him against yeah. him. So too bad. Um, okay. So my number round five pick is Rashad Bateman. We already went into detail. So I'm going to not cop out and take that one. But just to quickly refresh you. Refresh the people. My perfect draft was Stefan Diggs, Mike Evans, mm. and then I went with Travis Etienne around three, and then Brees Hall in round four. Nice balanced draft. Round mm-hmm. five, we're coming back, and this one's interesting. I mean, there are, I'm definitely taking Rashad Bateman here, but there's actually a number of interesting players in this round. And I'm going to mm-hmm. go, I'm going to put the stamp on Darnell Mooney as just an absolute player that I love drafting at the end of round five. Donald Mooney is currently going as wide receiver 28. So he's a firm role position player for you. 
and he's going to 57 overall ahead of other guys like Amon Ross St. Brown. So it was for me, it was kind of between Amon Ra and Darnell Mooney, but I'm ultimately going to stick with Darnell Mooney because Justin Fields did start to show improvement as the season went on last year. Okay. So they have a new coaching staff, new regime, and some will argue, well, they don't have anything invested in Justin Fields. Well, you do. I mean, the team invested a first round pick in Justin Fields last year and they traded that first this year to get him. So you do have something invested in Justin Fields, whether you drafted him or not. Darnell Mooney is still really the only game in town. Like Cole Komet, crazy stat out there that he had, what was it, the most targets without scoring a, a touchdown for a tight end with like 93-odd targets last year. Valus Jones doesn't scare me. He's older than you and I are, Brandon. Like he's going to do quick as hell, so he's definitely going to stretch the field. But Darnell Mooney is going to be a lock for 140 targets again this year. He's a slighter player. But he's showing an ability to stay healthy, and he's just he's got that wiggle to avoid those those high injury collisions. So, Darnell Mooney, if I'm drafting around the back of this round, I love taking Darnell Mooney as my wide receiver three, and it's it's great upside. Anything to say about Mr. Mooney? Um, I, I get it. I would take Amon Ra. I think Amon Ra is grossly underrated. Um, I think mm-hmm. he's. Get, I think we're gonna go. I think. About four or five weeks into the season, we're going to go, why the heck didn't we have more yeah. Amon Ra? I, I honestly believe that because there's so many, like you said, that round is packed full of stuff, packed full of players. And mm-hmm. I think Amon Ra just gets overshadowed a little bit. But what Amon Ra did last year at the at the uh, the last five games is just incredible what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just feel like that offense – I think he's a great pairing with Jared Goff, to be honest, with Amon Ra. Yeah. Like, because his route running ability, it makes it easy for Jared Goff to get it out, get it on time. Um, that's what exactly what Jared Goff is as a quarterback. He's a rhythm quarterback, um, and Amon Ra fits him perfectly. Uh, Jamison Williams won't be coming until, I don't know, quarter of the way through the season, third of the way through the season. Um, he'll So that first part of the season, uh, Amon Ra is going to get – be the number one wide receiver for sure. Um, Hawkinson can't, hasn't proved to me anything. Okay. Hawkinson hasn't okay. proved a damn thing to me. He, that guy has been so frustrating to own because the talent is there. He, he, he is an incredible talent. I just think he's got no real toughness to him. I think he's got, I think he has to learn how to be a real pro. And I think he has to learn how to be a pro man. Like I, I, I think he's a bro. If you, if you actually see him off the field, he's a bro. And mm-hmm. he, you could just tell, like, I don't know. I just don't think he has that grit that I like in my tight ends that take that hit, get up, and laugh about it. Him, he likes to sit down and, you know, and kind of baby is whatever he got hit, whatever hurts. And it just, you could just tell that he's not a tough guy and compared to other guys. And I, <laughs> I, I don't, I, I just, I have a, I have a problem with it. So I, yeah. I kind of, shy away from Hawkinson, even though he's an uber talented player, he should be a star, but he's, he's just not right now. Like I, I don't yeah. understand it. So he just needs to stay healthy um, and stay on the damn field. And TJ Hawkinson. Hawkinson. And if in he the words of Brandon D Adam 19 on Twitter, you can add him on Twitter. Don't be a bro. Be a pro. TJ Hawkinson. Be a pro. Yeah, be a pro. Don't be a bro. Be a pro. Exactly. And pros know how to play through bullshit injuries. Everybody's injured in the NFL. I don't care. Like that, like the little stuff, you get paid for a reason to go through that. And that is 
part of your job as a pro, as an athlete, you got to just understand that. And uh, it seems like he's slow to it. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll end up leaving Detroit and just be a superstar somewhere else. But um, I don't know. But I, 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 I don't get it. But Amon Ra is so undervalued. I think he's a top 20 by the top 20 wide receiver by the end of the season next year. I like, I mean, I would love that. I love Amon Ra. I mean, yeah. I, I'm still, I have so much regret. Last year, I was all in on Amon Ra. I know. We talked until, about until him a ton. Until the NFL draft. We talked about him a ton until the NFL draft and he fell. And then I'm like, eh, there's just too many red flags. And then he just absolutely lit the world on fire. I, the only reason, yep. so, you know, full disclosure, I also have, we both had Amon Ra St. Brown highlighted as a player we wanted to mm-hmm. target. But if I had to choose, I have Darnell Mooney ranked one spot ahead of Amon Ra St. Brown. So I'm just going, on my rankings, I, I love both those players. I would be happy with both those players. Let's I think Detroit's offense six. is going to take off a little bit. Oh, I think so too. DJ Chark, I'm still a DJ Chark truther. I think that's what you mm-hmm. have to be at this point to think that he's going to be relevant. And I think he's going to eat into Amon Ra's target share just enough that I will take Darnell Mooney over Amon Ra because of it. Round six. Now, this is where things start to get interesting because this is at this stage of the draft, there is a bit of a drop-off at the wide receiver position. There's a bit of a drop-off. There's question marks at the running back position. I mean, Elijah Mitchell is there, but, I mean, they're already talking about how Shanahan wants to rock that running back by committee, which he's done his entire career as a coach. So why should we be shocked about that? But should the be. one guy, the most obvious, the bulletproof player that you and I are just absolutely going to smash drafting around six, and then I'll try to find a, a scrap player that I can say. <laughs> I, so <laughs> I, I, I think I know who you're talking about, but in my perfect draft, I have Elijah Moore yeah. in that slot. Elijah Moore is my breakout season. He, he, This is my breakout guy. This is my all-in breakout guy. This is the dude that's going to lock in. And he put on – he put on weight. He's at up to 190 pounds now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really good to hear. I actually really like to hear that. Um, he's not going to lose any speed with that. He's just going to get – he's just going to be able to stay healthy. Yeah. So for the but, people, last year as a rookie, he played at 178 pounds. So we put on Oh, my goodness. Pounds. And if you look at – That's team, huge. He didn't put on 12 pounds of fat like I do. Mm-mm. He put on 12 pounds of muscle. Mm-hmm. And so that 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 tells me he's trying. He understands his uh, his the superpower for any NFL player is availability, right? Like to be available for yes. your team and to be consistently on the field. And I think he understands that he is a. I think he I think he knows he's the number one until proven otherwise. And I think he yeah. put on the weight for a reason because they are telling him, dude, you're about to get double digit looks almost every game and you're going to need to stay on the field. And so he put on those 12 pounds. I love that. Um, Between uh, week nine and uh, week uh, 14, he was absolutely killing it um, when he was healthy. And um, Zach Wilson, that all really comes down to Zach Wilson. Nothing really is about Elijah Moore. It comes down to Zach Wilson and his ability to throw the football. I think this year is going to be a big step forward for him. I don't think he's going to be like a star, like a Joe Burrow or anything. I think he's going to be a guy that is going to be able to be more consistent for his team. And he's going to be able to put his team in positions to win games. And Brees Hall is going to be able to help that take some of that pressure away from Zach Wilson. And it's going to make the play action a lot more tasty um, for Zach Wilson and that big arm. And I, I just think Elijah Moore is going to, is set to explode. I, I think that whole jets team is like two years ago, Bengals. That's what yeah. I think. Um, yeah. I think they are in the next couple of years, they are going to be 
a force. Um, and this year it's going to be Elijah Moore breakout. And then we're going to, we're going to see a monstrous year from Elijah Moore. Yeah. So for, for what it's worth. So Elijah Moore, he played at Ole Miss. So he played with Deke Metcalf and uh, AJ Brown. AJ mm-hmm. Brown's house affected Elijah Moore was a better wide receiver than he is. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's just conversational obviously, but we've seen it with Elijah Moore. He broke out you know, largely when, when um, most are, Zach Wilson was, Wilson was out last season. Yeah. So you worry about the chemistry a little bit, but at the same time, they're practicing in the offseason. How do you how do you foresee it? So now the fact that he's 190 pounds, I mean he could continue can he could still continue to play prominently in the slot position, but mm-hmm. I could see him playing more outside. I mean, this, 100%. this reminds me, this is like Antonio Brown size. Now he's not Antonio Brown 100%. yet, right? He but can be in a perfect scenario, he maybe could be. And that's my yeah, he can be. He could be, man. <laughs> And he sure can. That, that, that's that's his archetype. That's his that's his body type. That's the way he plays the game. Yeah. So he could be a firm outside receiver, and he's got the wheels. He's got four four, four three. Four he ran a four three so high four threes. High four Pretty three. sure he ran a high four three, bro. Like yeah, four three four, eight. Four four zero. Four four zero. Four four zero. Okay. Four four okay. zero. Well, that's so right, right on the dot. Perfect. Right on that dot. Right on that dot. So you know, for his size, time it wasn't great. It wasn't a great speed score, but it's still elite speed. His route and running is so sick. That yeah. So, I mean, Elijah Moore I, is an absolute smasher in, in round six. I mean, I would take him around five. Frankly, we just mm-hmm. don't have to yet because he's but a jet, uh, right? Dude, honestly, though, he's falling into round sevens and best balls all yeah. the time. I'm smashing him. I'm letting – so my 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 play is I take Gibson in the sixth round, and then I take Elijah Moore in the seventh. And yeah. that is – so I had a grouping of J.K. Dobbins, Elijah Moore, and Gibson for round uh, six. And that is the grouping I like to deal with. Uh, Gibson, we were, we were talking about pre-show. Uh, the disrespect has gone way too far. It's just, it's just oh, it's way crazy. too far. The value, the value is incredible. All the sharps are on it. Cody Carpentier, the Pod Father, all these guys—they're like, we are so in on Gibson at this ADP. It's crazy. Like, like oh, every all the sharps are starting to go right back to Gibson because the value is perfect. Values too cheap. Values too cheap. I mean, you highlighted him as one of your guys, but obviously Elijah Moore. We're both on the same page. The yep. nuts best player to draft in this round is Elijah Moore. Yep. Elijah Moore's taken. The guy that I'm leaning towards, I like Jalen Hurts in this round. Typically, okay. we we do we say don't go and draft high end running or what high end quarterbacks early because there's so much depth this year. But mm-hmm. if Jalen Hurts is sitting there in mid round six and I'm on the clock, I love smashing the button on him. Mm-hmm. We already know. A.J. Brown is there. A.J. Brown makes his hay as being a hyper-efficient wide receiver in the league. Okay? Yep. So we worry a little bit about A.J. Brown. We worry about Devonta Smith and their production for fantasy this season. But for Jalen Hurts, having two reliable options like that, and make no mistake, Devonta Smith and Jalen Hurts have real chemistry. And then you add on to the fact that A.J. Brown and Hurts are buddies. So they obviously play together. They practice together. Now they're on the same team together. They were ecstatic when they were found that they would, were going to be teammates. He's got their rushing upside. Until he battled with injuries later in the season, he was, what well, wasn't he like the QB1? He was between QB1 mm-hmm. and 3 pretty much the entire season. Mm-hmm. And we're fading this guy just because we're yeah. worried that he's not going to improve. Every single year as a pro, he's, he's improved. Every single year in college, he continued to improve as a player. He's a true leader of men. I think it would be a big difference if Jalen Hurts was a Carson Wentz type player that was kind of an ass. You know, wasn't mm-hmm. a great teammate. The team loves Jalen Hurts. 
The management loves Jalen Hurts. The coaches love Jalen Hurts. The players love Jalen Hurts. He's a true leader of men. I'm of the opinion, and it's not really a bold call, but no matter how he does this year, they're gonna he's going to get the season to prove that he's either the guy or he's not the guy. In round six, when you go RB early, wide receiver early, like we've been preaching, taking a guy like Jalen Hurts around six, assuming Elijah Moore is already off the board. I love it. He's going to help you win your league. Let's move on yep, to round seven. I like Brandon. it. Sure. Give me a round seven guy. So since so my perfect stack is with Joe Burrow, and this is where I take Joe Burrow in round seven to stack with T. Mm-hmm. Higgins. Um, I, I I think this offense is – I think it's going to be number one in the off, uh, of the of the NFL. I honestly believe number one overall passing offense in the NFL, mm-hmm. Bengals 100 – that's who it's going to be. Um, they Joe Burrow is finally going to come up, have a full healthy offseason to work. This guy is so driven from, I guarantee this loss in the Super Bowl is going to make him just work every minute of this offseason. And I think that's the type of personality this guy has. And he has yep. three legitimate pass catchers with, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. And all three of those guys can go, go get you a thousand yards. Like, mm-hmm. it, 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 would you be surprised if that happened? No, I wouldn't. You know, T. Higgins is going to have a crap ton of tight uh, touchdowns. Uh, Jamar Chase is going to have more yardage and touchdowns. Um, Tyler Boyd will have a lot more uh, yardage instead of touchdowns. Um, I think Tyler Boyd is a sneak, another guy that's kind of sneaky to go get late in drafts to put in your best balls just so you don't have to predict it um, to stack with your uh, Joe Burrow uh, stack as well. But I, like I said, I got uh, him stacked in my perfect lineup with T Higgins and I am ecstatic about it because honestly, if he puts up similar numbers to what Matt Matt uh, Matt Stafford did last year, mm-hmm. uh, going into the Rams, he'll be a top five, top five QB, um, and that is that's perfectly fine with me. If he does what Tom Brady does, which mm-hmm. is totally p- possible, he'll be QB three. Like, and I think that uh, this notion that pocket passers can't be in the top tier elite QBs because they don't run. It's it's actually kind of nonsense when you got guys like T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, yeah. Lamar, and Tyler Boyd, and then you got Mixon uh, catching footballs out of the backfield as well. And, and then with the additions of this brand new line, Joe Burrow is going to be protected. He's going to have time. He's going to be able to allow plays to develop, and he's going to be able to just dice up defenses because he's going to be protected and he doesn't have to worry about getting his head taken off every other freaking snap. So like, it it seems like that's how it was last year. And he still rose above it with a, with a a knee that was just coming off the mend. He's going to have a full, full year um, from injury Mm -hmm. over a year and a half. By the time the season starts, I'm so in on Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, MVP, lock it in right here, right now. Go make the bet, people. Go make the bet. That is a great bet to make, and uh, try and argue against it. Try and argue. Joe, the NFL absolutely loves it, loves Joe Burrow. They love yeah. to use him in media. He is perfect for that. He's the face of the NFL. He could be the face of the NFL. And I feel like this is when the young quarterbacks are going to take over the reins from the Aaron Rodgers, from the Tom Brady's, from this is when the young QBs, the Herberts, um, Joe Burrow, and Lamar mm-hmm. are just going to just take over this league. 
This is an interesting round because there's a lot of quarterbacks going in this round. You mentioned Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's really going mm-hmm. in late six, early seven. Joe Burrow's going yep. in this round. Russell Wilson's going in this round. Trey Lance is going in this round. And Tom Brady's going in this round. I mean, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow, he was going way too early in drafts before. He was going in round five at the start mm-hmm. of the draft season. This is a sure. far more palatable place to be taking Joe Burrow because of the perfect spot now. Road. I mean, really, yep. in my opinion, there's a bit of a tear break after the, that, that Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts tier just because of that rushing upside. Mm-hmm. But to your point, sure. I mean, if this guy's going to be throwing 650 passes a season, just like he will. Josh Allen's of the world, he doesn't have the elite rushing ability like some of those other players mm-hmm. but he does have great scrambling ability mm-hmm. so we can scramble for that first down he can keep drives going we saw it it's why they mm-hmm. got to the super bowl guys mm-hmm. so yeah and he I, was I doing that with a knee that wasn't right he was doing that with a yeah. knee that he wasn't if you watch him in the beginning of the season you can tell when the Bengals figured out they have confidence in his knee um mm-hmm. the, the play calling completely changed it went it, it went from running the football, running the football, running the football, easy, easy uh intermediate routes to just deep shots <laughs> towards the late mm-hmm. season. And that's when Jamar Chase and T. Higgins totally exploded. And ha- and that's when uh Joe Burrow threw for 500 yards that my boy Mike Dickinson called that mm-hmm. week. Called it. He said yeah. he's throwing for five bills this week. And I looked, I, I straight up laughed. I was like, you are, in, I was like, how can you make that call? And, and he's a smart look guy. at that. Yeah. And like, geez, Mike, I, I like, that's when I started to start listening to the Oracle, Mike Dickinson a little bit more yes. was right after that. I was like, okay, man, like you, like you get it. Like, you, and that was, and he's had some, he's had some big calls like that. And I, I, we yeah. miss Mike Dickinson and it, it's just too funny that uh, he called that. And it was just some, the monstrous performance of the year. It was awesome. It was good. It was good. Uh, yeah. I've got two guys this round that I like drafting here. So I'm going to pull the brand in and I'll give an honorable mention first. And then we'll talk about my guy after. Okay. Drake London is going here as wide receiver 37. Going to pick 7.3. Drake London has that insane upside. You and I have been very pro Drake London throughout this entire rookie draft process. Yep. The one thing I will say is there's some chatters out there about Jimmy Garoppolo potentially being a candidate to be traded to Atlanta. That interests me. That interests me. Now, Marcus Marriott is a fine player, and he, Drake London will be okay. But if Mark, but if Jimmy Garoppolo is actually traded to Atlanta, which would mean he's not going to go to Seattle – so he's not going to be traded in the division. He could probably get it for pretty cheap. I mean, it makes a lot of sense for San Francisco to do this. Drake London's a smash. But I mm-hmm. think that'll probably also elevate his ADP and probably closer to the sixth round. So draft him now to get that upside. But the player that I'm really leading for, and this is just on brand for us. I mean, a player that I honestly wasn't on. And then I started doing shows with Kevin. And, you know, Kevin's a little wild, but he's got some sharp fantasy football takes. And he's in sure. on Alan Lazard. And I... Around seven, man, at pick 7.8. He's going as a wide receiver 39 at 80 overall. Alan Lazard, this is just pure, unbridled, unadulterated upside. Alan Lazard is Aaron Rodgers' number one target. He's his most trusted player on the field. Randall Cobb is there, but he's old as sin. Randall Cobb is mostly there. He's like the old grandpa who's like coaching these young players. And I like that. Christian Watson's going to be okay, but. You know, historically, we know Aaron Rodgers is a very fickle personality. He likes what he likes, and he doesn't like rookie wide receivers, generally speaking. So Christian Watson, give, give him the benefit of the doubt. But if you want a safe, absolute player that's going to 
completely outperform his ADP here. It's got to be Alan Lazard. And, you know, if you're cooking with gas and you got Alan Lazard as your wide receiver four, which means you're probably playing him as a flex, like, damn, man, like that's that's a sexy build to start your draft. I get that, but I, I, I fully expect Odell Beckham to be a Packer. I just I feel I feel like Odell Beckham is gonna rain on somebody's party some sometime in the midseason. Um I think I think the Green Bay Packers will end up struggling a little bit in the first half of the season. Yeah. And there's gonna be a lot of screaming um by the fans. They're gonna be like, Why would you, you know, not get somebody right away that can actually help us right now when we got an old quarterback and we're we're in win now mode, right? So I think uh, Odell is a perfect fit for that. Um, he was rumored to go there last year before he went to the Rams. Um, yeah. The Rams signed Allen Robinson. There are still rumors that possibly Odell could go back there, but I really have a hard time feeling uh, thinking that he's going to be able to do that. Um, so I feel like I feel like Odell to Green Bay or Kansas City makes a ton of sense. Um, but uh, yeah, I agree. I, I understand Allen Lazard. You know. I, 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 I put him in my flex a few times and paid off. So mm-hmm. I get it. I get that. Um, you know, not, for not now, something look, I wouldn't do, but for now. Yeah. Yeah. For, for all, I mean, all we can do right now is work with the information that we have. And right now, Alan Lazar sure. is the number one wide receiver on that team. And so in round sure. eight, I mean, look, it, it, Devontae Adams is a far superior player than Alan Lazar, but he's going, oh. he's always going around one perpetually. Right, because he was number, Aaron Rodgers' number one guy. Now it's going to be very interesting to see if, if Devontae Adams can continue to produce at the same level with, frankly, a lesser quarterback at Derek Carr, decent quarterback, lesser quarterback to Aaron Rodgers. Yep, I would say safe play. And honestly, if he sucks, try to trade him or just cut him. Like round eight at this or round seven at this stage of the draft, it's, it's not going to kill not, you. It's, it's low risk, right? Um, okay, let's get, let's get into round eight. Let's round out our first eight rounds of our perfect fantasy football draft in 2022 so who's your guy so i'm gonna review again so i got uh where is it at uh so i got justin jefferson swift t Brees, bateman elijah moore joe burrow and then my round eight i need that high-end upside tight end i need dallas goddard on that squad dallas goddard is going to be that guy that – so he this guy has been bothered by Zach Ertz his whole career, right? He mm-hmm. is uh, Last year he finally got traded. He's going to be the guy this year from the start. Um, I feel like Jalen Hurts, uh, the, with the addition of A.J. Brown, I think this helps out Goddard immensely, to be honest, because it's going to force uh, coverage to go over the top to A.J. Brown, and this guy is going to be flying down the seams and getting catching touchdowns after touchdown. Um, I, d- I just feel like he's going to have a lot of touchdowns in his future this year. Mm-hmm. Um, he has top five upside and I, I like that offense. I think that offense is going to be nice this year. Like you said, with, with uh, Hertz, I think he's going to be able to raise his level of play. And I think it, having AJ Brown in the mix is just going to help that offense overall for everybody. Um, so Goddard is my locked in tight end and round eight. Yeah, I mean, you just shout on T.J. Hawkinson, but I, Hawk's also going around eight, so I, I would take Hawk over him. But Dallas yep. Goddard, he's okay. He's fine. Mm-hmm. I, I don't love it. Don't hate it. I don't like Hawk at all. I don't like Hawk at all. I don't like how he plays football. <laughs> yeah. My, my round eight choice. Uh, well, so Hawk's, I mean, he's more of an inline blocker, right? That, which which yeah. is risky. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, okay. Round eight. We're going all upside, baby. And there's a few landlines in here, man. There's a lot of buzz out there that MVS Marquez Valdez Scantling is mm. 
showing great chemistry with 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 Patrick Mahomes. I worry about it a little bit. Demarcus Robinson was there forever. He should quote great chemistry. Didn't really do much for fantasy football. Rashad Penny is skyrocketing rocketing upwards. Yes. He's now at ADP ninety three overall. To me, that's a that's a risky aspect because we're both pro Ken Walker guys. Yeah. Um, Kareem Hunt's fine. No sizzle. No sex appeal there. It's got to be Chris Olave, man. Chris Olave. Oh, Chris Olave, you did Chris it. Olave. Wide receiver, 45, 91 overall. Now, Olave is moving up boards. Yeah. There was some discussion about Echo Thomas being ready. He's getting healthy. He's getting closer. Right now, training camps are just starting. Okay, we're recording it this, you know, late July. And July 23rd. Camps are ju- July 23rd, we're recording this. We're going to release it a week later. So, you know. Take that for what it mm-hmm. is. But as of right now, mm-hmm. Michael Thomas was just put on the pup list. For a player who's been, quote, recovering for almost mm-hmm. two years at this point, you don't like to see that yeah. this late in the in the recovery process. Now, we talk about this all the time. As we get closer and closer to the season, if, if news is coming out that Michael Thomas is completely healthy, we're going to have to reevaluate. But right now, sure. this it doesn't pass the sniff test, Brandon. If he's fully healthy, why are you putting him on the active pup list? It just it doesn't make any sense to me. And I get it costs them nothing to do it. But I just man, Chris Olave, he's one of the most complete wide receivers that was drafted this year. He could have come out last year, but he decided he wanted to go back and try to make a run for a championship. They didn't do it, but at least he was at, he went back there. Highly drafted. I think he's gonna be able to step in. And frankly, you know, one of his one of his superpowers is those close to the line of scrimmage passes. He's also got the deep wheels. He's in, He's got a nose for the end zone. Chris Olave, man, hey. at this stage in the draft, lock him on your bench, and in a month when he's popping, show a little patience, but, I mean, shit, he could pop week one. But in a month mm-hmm. when he's popping, you're going to thank me. I mean, he could be that Almond Ross St. Brown where he's going to be an absolute yep. target maggot and really make a difference and help you win your league. And that's what, what it's all about at this point in the draft, right? You want Whoops. upside players that are going to help you win your damn league. What did I say – like when we were through, through this whole, when we were doing dynasty rookie rookie drafts and all that stuff, what did we say about Olave? What did I keep saying privately to you? I was like, this reminds me of the Justin Jefferson year. Yeah. Of it just reminds me. Everybody was talking about Adam Thielen. How, he's going to be getting all the tar- targets. Blah 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 blah. Justin Jefferson is not going to, you know, take that number one wide receiver uh, position away this year. Blah blah blah. And look what happens. Justin Jefferson comes in, lights the world on fire, and just is an absolute star. Um, I just feel like Olave on that turf in New Orleans is going to be something fierce to deal with. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Mike. I think the team has made it very apparent that they don't trust uh, Michael Thomas. Um, mm-hmm. I think they are kind of. They still kind of got a bitter taste in their mouth about how he. He dealt with this injury to begin with. Um, yeah. I think there's some issues there. Uh, they did sign Jarvis Landry. Gotta you gotta talk about that a little bit. Um, so yeah. Olave's got somebody. He's already talked about how he's already learning how to, a route running with Landry. It's already mm-hmm. picking up. He's getting you know he's learning little tricks to the trade. So I'm all in on Olave, but I'm not in on Olave over the, my. I have a grouping here. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, for round eight, and uh, it was Goddard, it was Trey mm-hmm. Lance, and then it was my guy Burks, Traylon Burks. Yeah. Um, Traylon Burks has just been sinking like a stone, which is great for me because I just like to eat up his, that value. I'm excited for that. I want him to drop mm-hmm. in drafts because if I can add him as my wide receiver four or wide receiver five, 
Are you kidding me? This guy has wide receiver two upside in that offense with all the vacated targets. There is nobody there uh, in Tennessee to actually take away targets from him. Mm -hmm. Robert Woods is still look. I mean, he looked gimpy to me in videos I've seen of him. He doesn't look the same to me um, that I, I remember Robert Woods as when he was running, doing cone routes and he was still wearing a brace. Um, So, so, I mean, I, I, I see, I see some major issues with that and I see big time, vacated targets and i see burks as a guy that was drafted to be aj brown um they honestly drafted him to replace aj and that's the plan and so i'm gonna go with that until i see otherwise he can't do it because that opportunity and volume combined with his talent um it's there for a really good season rookie season my problem is is the fact that he has these questions about work ethic, man. There's work yeah. ethic questions, conditioning questions. I was just listening to a a, a coach of his in uh, from Arkansas where he did the same exact thing when he came to offseason workouts. He wasn't quite in shape. In shape. Yeah. And he had to bow out early in practices because he wasn't in shape. And look what happened. Uh, same thing happened in Tennessee. But it didn't mean that he didn't. And then, and then the coach came on and said, it didn't mean that he got his shit together during the season. He, you know, he got in shape. He, everything was fine. He, he, he was extremely productive and a star, but it took some push by these coaches to get him there. So mm-hmm. I did, I, I just want this. I wish he was a more of a self-starter, um, self, self-starter. And, but it seems like he needs some coaching and he needs to become a pro. He needs to learn how to be a pro. <laughs> And yeah. so I just want him to – and if he can do that, his upside is the highest of anybody in this draft. I mean, yeah, it, I it, it, it's just what it is. And so let's see if he get, if he can just get, you know, in shape. Let's just see what happens in training camp and see what happens in uh, the first couple preseason games. If he's bowing out of camp practices late in camp, I'm going to be pissed off and yeah. nervous about it. So well, – um, but we'll see. It's been over a month. Yeah. It's been over a month. Since and, that. Yeah, since that. So the, I mean, training camps are starting this week. Yep. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see yes. what the reporters, people on the ground are going to be saying about exactly. one Traylon Burks. I love that, brother. That That's fantastic. I mean, man, we talked about a lot of great players. Mm-hmm. Let's end it there. We're going to have to do a show on Late Sleepers another, on, another day. But, I mean, that's a lot of yeah. great content. And um, that's it. So for those of you who are enjoying what you're listening to if you find value in this comment on the show because that youtube algorithm those robots they love the comments i'll comment back personally say say you hate brandon's trail on burke's take right now say you hate oh, tra- you- brandon's trail on burke's take say you hate his seattle seahawks um muscle shirt there I, hey I top, incoming top three pick incoming in 2023 yeah, we're gonna get go. we're gonna get yeah. ourselves a quarterback next year <laughs> yeah i mean we're just we're just getting started over here at dfs army go check out our go check out the web the website dfsarmy.com ton of free articles just go check out that season-long fantasy football section tons of free articles talking about strategy guys to uh target guys to avoid roster construction it's all there for you so also like and subscribe hit that alert button so you know whenever we're going and there's a new video that gets dropped though but uh for brandon i'm flex shane and we are the dfs army fantasy football show